Thank you for joining us today. If you're new to The Rock, we would love to connect with you, and you can text Rock of KC to 816-307-1611 for a Connect card, and a member of our team will be in touch with you shortly. If you'd like to partner with us financially, you can give safely and securely through our app and on our website at rockofkc.com. Your generous giving through The Rock supports many ministries here locally and globally. We hope you enjoy this week's message. Y'all doing well? Well, welcome to the Building Church. <clears throat> I'm not sure where, where, what's going on with my voice. I actually feel fine. It must be the devil. But the devil's not welcome in this house. Amen? Y'all ready? <clears throat> y'all ready? Y'all, y'all ready to get into the Word? <laughs> I may, you know, you might hear different sounds coming out of my mouth. It's, I'm not possessed. But I am filled with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. You ready for that word to get into you? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we're so grateful, so thankful for your goodness, for your grace, for your mercy, your kindness, your love. You are an amazing Father. And we invite you to rest upon us, Lord. Holy Spirit, rest upon us. We don't just want your touch. We want you to rest upon us and in us and through us that Jesus might be magnified and glorified. Lord, let your word come alive in us. Let it renew our minds, let it wash us. Let it cleanse us. And God, by grace, let us walk it out so that we might bear fruit. We would so prove to be your disciples and glorify you, our Father in heaven. We pray for this grace in Jesus' name and all of God's people said, amen. The last uh, few weeks I've been preaching, I, I started kind of a series uh, unintentionally, but the Holy Spirit had a, has a, something he was wanting to teach us, and we talked about our identity and about us walking in our identity and receiving our identity and letting God define our identity, not the voices of false prophets, not the world, but God and being who God says we are, that we're children of God, that we're loved, that we're forgiven, that we're the righteousness of God in Christ, and that we would tell ourselves this and receive it, and it becomes our identity. Not how tall we are, not the work we do, not how much money we make, not what kind of car we drive. That didn't identify me. Christ identifies me, and I am who God says I am. And then we talked about, um, man, we talked about some other things, but last week we talked about being anchored in hope, being anchored in hope. Hope, the confident expectation, hope, the seedbed of faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen. And Abraham, who we've been grafted into, hoped against hope. He put confident expectation up against confident expectation. And even though his body was dead and he considered his wife's body, Sarah, 100 years old, dead, he hoped against hope, and God did what only God could do. And I want us to look at Psalm 33, verse 12. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people he chose for his inheritance. You want a blessed nation? Do you want to be part of a blessed nation? <laughs> then make God your Lord. That's how that works. Now, I read some disturbing some very disturbing uh, information recently. Uh, Phil Cook uh, and John Brock 
have done a research and they, they looked at Pew Research, the Gallup Research, they looked at Barna Research, they looked at Lifeway Research uh, about Christianity in America and 89% of people in America still say they believe in God, okay? 89%. 73% of that 89% claim to be Christians. But then they did some study on the basics of prayer, Bible reading, giving, and church attendance. And guess what? <laughs> what people profess and what they live, completely different. Only 63% of those Christian, or those people who believe in God pray regularly. That means a third, 37% are not. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. It goes on, it doesn't get better. Then Bible reading, Bible reading, 60% of them 60% of those people don't see any value in reading their Bible. 40 per, so it's not good news. We wonder, you know, we want to blame the secularization of America on the world or upon our marketing or upon the church. Well, guess what? Professing Christians are the church. So it does lay at the feet of the church. Not those who gather week after week, but I'm talking those who profess Jesus. Honestly, 10%, only 10, less than 10% of the people. So church attendance, you know what a regular attender is considered? If you give 19 Sundays a year. So three out of eight makes you a regular attender. So do you know what that means? 80% of professing Christians are not in church week after week. Why is it so quiet here? Say, Pastor, you should be preaching to all those people that aren't here. I know. I know. And then on the giving part, less than 10% of professing Christians tithe. But we want God's blessing. And we don't want to pray. We don't read our Bible. We don't be generous, but we want the blessing of God. And so where's revival going to start? It's going to start right here in you and me. That's where it's going to start. And if we're looking to the world, we got to work here first because we're not shaping up. And the scripture says that judgment begins in the household of God. And he, Paul wrote the Corinthians because they were all carnal. I mean, they were spiritual, but they were carnal. <laughs> they were speaking in tongues and praying for the sick and seeing healings, but they were carnal. And he had to write them a, a word of correction and said, when your obedience is brought about, I'm ready to avenge all disobedience. But he was waiting for us. And so when we talk about being anchored in hope, we need to really get anchored in God. Like the song we've been singing, oh God, oh God, I need you, and I need you now. God is looking for a people who are desperate, a people who are dependent, 
uh, people who are needy of him, not just for blessing, but I need you, Lord. I need you. I need deliverance. I need salvation. I need grace. I need mercy. Oh, God, I need you. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people he chose for his inheritance. From the heaven, the Lord looks down and sees all mankind. From his dwelling place, he watches all who live on earth. How many of you thought you were getting away with something? How many of you think you have a secret life? <laughs> you don't. There's no secret life. You don't have a private life and a public life. You have one life that God sees. That's it. Then it says, he who forms the hearts of all, who considers everything they do. No king is saved by the size of his army. No warrior escapes by his great strength. A horse is a vain hope for deliverance. Despite all its great strength, it cannot save. And I love horses. I think they're majestic and awesome. In fact, the Lord's going to ride on a horse. That's how cool it is. But they're not going to save you. But the eyes of the Lord are on who? On those who fear him. The reverential fear of God. God, I need you. God, I respect you. God, I honor you. Oh, God, I need you. I'm nothing apart from you. This is the fear of the Lord. I can't do this on my own. I can't do this by my own strength. I don't have this if I don't have you. God, I need you to have all of me. And I need all of you. That's the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. But the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him, on those who hope in his unfailing love. To deliver them from death and keep them alive in famine. We wait in hope for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In him our hearts rejoice we trust in his holy name. May your unfailing love be with us, Lord, even as we put our hope in you. How many of you are anchored in hope? How many of you want to be anchored in hope? How many of you want to be stayed anchored in hope? That's me. My hand's up. I want to say yes to all that, God. Now, Ephesians tells us this. For this reason... Paul writes, he goes, for this reason, since I'm in chains, and he was writing to, um, the, uh, in Ephesus, out of prison, he goes, I'm in chains for the sake of the gospel, but for this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. Being anchored in hope is not wishful thinking. Being anchored in hope is out of your spirit, out of your spirit, man. Hey, I need you all to get out of your natural carnal man. I need you to get all out of your own opinion. I need you to get out of that. I need you to get in the spirit and your spirit, man. I need, I need out of your belly to flow the rivers of living water. Out of your belly. When you get squeezed, what's in you comes out. Now, when you're in the river, when you're in, anchored in hope, guess what happens when you're squeezed? Confidence comes out. Faith comes out. Truth comes out. It comes out. out of, and so Paul's writing. And he's saying, hey, look, I'm in prison. Don't, don't despise my chains, guys. Don't get all down and out. God's going to use this for his glory. 
And now I'm going to pray for you. And I'm going to pray that you'll be filled with the riches of his glory. Because he wants you blessed so you can be a blessing. That's the Abrahamic covenant, Genesis chapter 12. Blessed to be a blessing. God says he gives us all things to enjoy and adds no sorrow to it. You think God wants to give you things only to not let you have them? No, I want you to enjoy this, but I want you to bless others with it too. Out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. Listen, head knowledge, pep talks, motivational speeches will only get you so far. They may, they may stir the crowd for a moment. They may get you going rah-rah, and man, I'm going to run this. And then you find out how hard it is, and it's gone. But it, in the Spirit, in the Spirit, and that's why it's going to take the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit wants to bring hope, confident expectation. This isn't, I got this. This is, oh God, I don't have this, and I need you. Holy Spirit, I need you. If you don't show up, it's over. If you don't provide, it's over. If you don't give me the strength, a fresh anointing, it's over. I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm tapping out. It's only through the Spirit that we can do spiritual things. And this is what he's saying. I'm praying that through, with you, with power through Spirit in your inner being. You ever met some people that just, in their spirit, they live out of their spirit. They're not cerebral out here, just, well, I think, and this, and fear's taking over, and all these. No, no, they're living. Let me, let me pray. Let me, let, me, let me ponder this for a minute. I'll get back with you on that. See, they're, they're living out of their spirit. They're saying, you know what? I'm not normally suspicious, but my, my inner being is not, this doesn't seem right. I'm going to check this out. Because they're living out of their spirit. They're not suspicious. They've got, they've got their, they've been trained. The, the Hebrew says they've had their senses trained. We, we must train our senses spiritually. Being trained by the Spirit. How do you get that? <laughs> by being in the Word, by being in His presence, by doing what a lot of Christians do, won't do, pray, read the Word. <laughs> and you wonder why carnality is ruling you wonder why? Because they're not in the spirit. They're in the flesh. And so when you get in the flesh, you get into fear, you get into manipulation, you get into all kinds of carnality, witchcraft. Uh, all this stuff begins to happen when you're not in the spirit. He says that through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love. Anchored in hope, rooted, established in love. Why? Because faith works by love. And what's been happening? We, you hear me say it over and over again. When culture begins to squeeze us, then Christians get angry. Christian gets mad. Christians start name calling. And, and why? Because they're not rooted and grounded in hope. They're not rooted and grounded in the word of God. They're not rooted and grounded in the spirit, filling their inner being. And so they go where the world goes. And they go tit for tat and insult for insult and slap for slap and retaliation for retaliation and, and get into this fear mongering and everything else. And it's like, it's not of God. It's not of the kingdom. And it must stop. And it must stop with us. Amen or oh me. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love. Well, how do I know? 
Well, let me, let me test you. Let me come up and slap you. Let me, put some sla- let me put some pressure in your life, and I'll find out whether you're rooted in love. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is long-suffering. Love doesn't take into account wrong suffered. Come on now. Love is not easily irritated, not easily provoked. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I failed that freaking test. Man, God, you got some work to do. I need to get my roots deeper. I need my roots deeper. God, I need deeper roots in you. Your love, I'm not very deep in you, God, because the moment I get squeezed, I'm ready for a fight. I'm ready for fear. I'm ready to, to, to tap out or go kill somebody. I'm just like done. It's like this isn't how you responded to any of your accusers because I'm just so natural and so carnal. I thought I was so deep because I could quote Bible scripture and I could win quizzes. But I'm not, I've, I've not incarnated it. God, I repent. I repent. Do the deep work in my heart, God, that needs to be done. I do the heart work. I do the heart, or H-E-A-R, I'm going to do the heart work so that the heart of God can manifest through me. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have what? Power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. You see, when we're manifesting fear, you know what we're not manifesting? is the heart of the Father. We don't really know the heart of God because perfect love, the matured love of the Father casts out all fear. And all we're doing is realizing we are just still scared, broken little kids trying to fend for ourselves instead of just falling on the rock and surrendering. And God wants that to change. So we don't fear famine. We don't fear inflation. We don't fear threats. Come on. We can get there because in God, he didn't fear any of it. And we're his children. And we're in his hand. That's my identity, isn't it? It is who we are. But if we don't believe it, we're not going to respond accordingly. So he says, I need your eyes to be open. And I pray that, that you'll understand and grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him, let's read verse 20 out loud together. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. Verse 21 out loud. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. I want to title this message, He is Able. He is Able. I want you to be rooted and grounded in love. I want us to be rooted and grounded in hope, anchored in hope. And I want us to be rooted and grounded in the ability of God. 
Not in a chariot, not in a horse, not in our own devices, not in our great ideas or our lofty opinions, but in God. He is able, his ability. He's able. He's able to save. The, uh, the scripture says, the Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You are a priest forever. Because of this oath, Jesus has become the guarantor of a better covenant. Now, there have been many of those priests since death prevented them from continuing in office. But because Jesus lives forever, he has a permanent priesthood. Therefore, he is able to save completely those who come to God through him because he always lives to intercede for them. I don't know about you, but that gives me great hope. Amen. That anchors me, in hope, anchor, anchors me in hope because my God, my high priest, the Lord Jesus Christ lives forever. Melchizedek died, Aaron died, and every high priest before died. But Jesus is the priest that lives on forever and ever, and he's able to save completely because he's the living high priest. And he's able to save me, and he's able to keep me saved, and he's able to keep me going. <laughs> that's, who, that's who my God is. And I am not trusting in my ability to hang on. I'm trusting in his ability to hang on to me. That's it. I'm trusting in the ability of God and in the work of Jesus Christ. You see, such a high priest truly meets our need. One who is holy, blameless, pure, set apart from sinners, exalted above the heavens. Oh, praise him, people. This is who you serve. This is the Jesus who has saved you. Unlike the other high priest, he does not need to offer sacrifices day after day. First for his own sins and then for the sins of the people. He sacrificed for their sins once for all when he offered himself up. Come on, give him praise. He, once and for all. It's, it's over. It's done. It's finished. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all things that at all times you may abound in every good work. You see, he's able to give you the grace you need. Do you believe that? Receive it then and confess it. He's able to make all grace abound. How many of you need abounding grace? I do. Every day of my life. Listen, when uh, Pastor Kurt had us pray, Randy Kitch, he's, he's been in this church and this ministry forever. He's the one who mows our lawn, uh, uh, removes snow removal, greets people at the door on Saturday nights, uh, found out he had a tumor and it's lymphoma and he's in the hospital now. And, and uh, then we had uh, Bob Crawford, he and his wife were just greeting last week. They're greeters on our frontline team. He was vacationing at Hilton Head Island and with some other people, and this home caught on fire, and he didn't make it out of life. Those are just two of many things that are happening. We have some people very close to us who's, who, who uh, just had a miscarriage, okay? We carry a lot. I mean, we're dedicating babies, praise God. Now, another person as an usher here, his brother, went out to dinner with his kids, and Walks up the steps and stumbles and he's in the hospital and within 24 hours or so, he's, he's dead. I need grace. I need grace. I need grace. I need, to gra I need grace to weep with those who weep. 
when I, when I called Bob's wife, I, I just cried. I said, I, I weep with you. I, I have no words. I don't know what happened. I don't know. And she's in shock. And, and I, I, you weep with those who weep and you rejoice with those who rejoice. We need grace. You need grace. I had to pick my wife up at the airport. That place is a mess. And they got like 40 roundabouts and people have never been taught how to drive on them. Seriously, it's like, you, you're stopping when you've got the right of way. And so everyone else has to stop. It's insanity, like roundabouts. One of the simplest things that you should be able to say, I, if I were in charge, I'd pull a lot of driver's license. <laughs> I, would, I would compound their cars. Okay. <laughs> Pray for me. I need grace. I need grace to abound. What does he do? You know what he's able to do? He's able to humble the proud. Nebuchadnezzar found this out. You know, remember the guy who made an idol to himself? Wanted everyone to bow down and worship him? Look what he says in verse 37 of Daniel chapter 4. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and exalt and glorify the king of heaven. Because everything he does is right and all his ways are just. And those who walk in pride, he is able to humble. Hey, listen. Some of you getting all upset about some of these haughty, arrogant people in power. Just give them over to God. Just give them over to God. God, I just, I give them over to you. I give them to you, God. Speak to them in their sleep. Humble them if they need to be humble. God knows how to do it, and he's able. All your, all your fretting, all your worrying, all your cursing, that's not, gonna, that's not prayer. That's not intercession. That's fretting, worrying, cursing. That's whining, complaining. God answers prayer. And he's able to humble them. Do you believe it? then let's pray like we do. You know what else he's able to do? He's able to make you stand. Who are you to judge someone else's servant? To their own master. To their own master, servants stand or fall. And they will stand, for the Lord is able to make them stand. Romans chapter 14, I'll go back and read it. It's all about disputable matters. Things like, well, they're eating meat sacrificed to idols. And judging each other over just carnal stuff. Paul comes in and says, look, you're weak in your faith. All of you are. Those who won't eat meat, sacrifice out. You've you got a weak faith. you got created all. You guys are blessed. You don't have to fear demons and devils. But if you do, okay. And those of you that are doing it because you're not considering the weak. And you're all carnal. So quit passing judgment over these disputable things because God's able to make you stand. Walk in humility toward each other. Don't put stumbling blocks before others. You know what else God's able to do? He's able to do more. How do you want God to do more? 
Like, I want more. I want more. I want, I want him to increase, and I must decrease. I want more of God in my life. I want more of the activity of the Holy Spirit. I want more of the kingdom of God. I want more of his mind. I want more of his, his ways. I want more of his heart. I want more, and God is able to do more. Now, to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we, than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is work is work within us to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever amen this is what we need God I need you to do more I want you to do more I want you to do immeasurably more God I want you to take my offering and I want you to multiply and do more with it than it would work in my hands come on now this is the faith believing God you want to do more and you're able to do more and I believe it and I'm expecting it because I'm sowing the seed in faith. And one man plants, another waters, but God gives the increase. So God, let your increase come. I'll give you all the glory. You know what else he's able to do? He's able to keep us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Listen, I am rooted in this. I believe it. I believe that death cannot separate me from God. Devils, demons, no destruction, none of it. Why? Because I have an everlasting God who's ever living, interceding for me, holding me in the palm of his hand, and whether I live or whether I die, I die to his glory, and he gets glory. This is the God we, I believe in, and this is the God who is able. This is the truth. Praise God, front row here. You know what else he is able? He's, he enables our strength and secures our footing. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to tread on the heights. Habakkuk 3.19. You know what else? He enables the impossible. And by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. Hebrews 11, 11. God enables the impossible. Possible with man, but possible with God. I'm sorry, I haven't turned to my left enough. Did you all feel neglected or were you happy? <laughs> like, no, stay over there, pastor. It's good. I get nervous. You might be. Not impossible with God. What are you going to do? You're going to get anchored in impossibility or you're going to get anchored in the possibility of God? I want to be anchored in his ability. I don't trust in chariots. I don't trust in horses. I don't make flesh my strength. I don't look to the mountains because my help doesn't come from there. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. You see, he's able to present you without fault. And this is my closing remark. Worship team, you need to make your way. They can't believe it. He's got like 10 minutes left on the clock. There's no way. Yes, there's a way. Don't, don't, don't be doubters, yeah. Because <clears throat> we're going to have, we're going to have a time of ministry. Because there's some people 
here today that God wants to secure your footing. He wants to secure your footing. It's okay to be weak. It's okay to be shaky. God understands our frame that we're but dust. He understands. He understands that our faith weakens and the worries and cares of this world come and they, they, they rattle us and shake us. And that's why we have community and that's why we need to gather in ha habitual form so that we can pray for one another and strengthen one another, encourage one another on a daily basis, a weekly basis so that we don't lose our focus and we recalibrate ourselves in God and God alone. Now, to him who is able to keep you from stumbling. And what, what's he going to do? He's going to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy. How, I mean, how many of you honestly would say I have a hard time believing that, Pastor, because of the way I live? Come on. <laughs> I, there's times I was like, God, I'm, I'm, so, I'm such a mess. Like, I am such a mess. And yet, this is your ability, not mine. He's going to present me faultless and blameless with great joy. Now, to him who is able. This is not about your ability. I, I want you to throw your ability away. I do. I want you to toss it to the side and say, God, you're able. I surrender to your ability. Now to him who is able, without fault and with great joy, to the only God our Savior, be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord before all ages, now and forevermore. Amen. Stand with me if you would, please. And I want us to scroll this back and I want us to confess this out loud together. This whole verse, John, our Jude, 24 and 25. Let's confess this out loud together. You can lift your hand as you do. To him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy. To the only God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ, our Lord, before all ages, now and forevermore. Amen and amen. Come on, give him honor. Give him glory. Give him praise. As we sing this song, I want those of you, you admit, Pastor, I want to surrender to the ability of God. I want my footing secured. I want you to come forward. It doesn't matter if you answered the altar call last week about being anchored in hope. In fact, you know what? I have more change and more transformation in my life as a young believer because I answered altar call after altar call after altar call. I did. I was at the altar almost I mean, and back then, we were going to church on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and had other special meetings, okay? And we got people that can only go three times out of every eight. That's pitiful. 
It's pathetic. I'm telling you. It's why America is in the condition we're in. Because we are professing Christians, but we're not practicing. Okay? And we need encounters with God in order for transformation to take place. And I want to encourage you. There's power and anointing. And we're going to pray over you. And we're going to lay hands on you. And we're going to believe for the God of heaven to come and put his ability in you. To secure your footing. To transform and renew your mind because we need uh, knowledge is good but knowledge without experience is not good at all I'm going to just tell you we need encounters with God and to present ourselves as a living sacrifice to God and say Lord this night I renounce all ability except your ability in me come on like I'm not confident in my flesh I'm not confident in the strength of men or the arm of man I put my faith in you I put my trust in you and you are my ability that's the thing that we're saying to God God you're able God you're able I surrender all to you as we sing this song you make your way here we're going to lay hands and we're going to pray over you pastors, leaders, other just people of faith. You got faith, come up. Lay hands on those who are kneeling here at the altar who are standing. We pray in the name of Jesus. 
for your footing to be secured right now in the name of Jesus. May the kingdom of God be established in your life. The kingdom of his reign, the kingdom of his ability, the kingdom of his love be established in your life in the name of Jesus. May change and transformation come from above through the power of the Holy Spirit. Not through logic and reasoning, not through the power of man and the good counsel of man, but upon the counsel of God, the love of God, the grace of God, the mercy of God, the forgiveness of God. May it come upon you, Jim and Annie. May it come upon you. May it come in you in the name of Jesus. May the Spirit of God wash over you, renew you, restore you, reconcile your life to God in the name of Jesus. Beyond human reason, beyond human ability, we don't put our trust in our ability. We put our trust in you, O oh God, in you alone, in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray for each of these that are here. As their world has been rocked, discovery has come, Father. Establish them in their faith now. Let their roots go down deep. Let this shaking and this trying time cause your roots to go deep. May they, Steve, may they cause your roots to go deep. May you find deeper waters. May you find deeper waters in the love of God. That you'll be rooted and grounded in love and that you'll be anchored in hope and that your abilities will be set aside and you will put your trust and your faith in the ability of God and God alone. In the name of Jesus, we pray for victory and breakthrough for every one of you. We pray for the power of God and the establishment of God, that your feet will be anchored and that your, feet, your footing would become secure in the name of Jesus. Not by might or by power, but by the Spirit of the living God. And that you'll be filled with power in the spirit of your inner man. Not living out of reason, not living out of logic, but living out of revelation and out of intercession of God himself. For your high priest lives to intercede for you. And he's able to keep you and to present you faultless and blaming at his appearing with great joy. And so we pray for the power of God and the love of God and the strength of God and the footing of God to establish you and keep you and stabilize you that you can abound in the work of the Lord in the name of Jesus. Father, let your love secure them right now. Rooted and grounded in love. Deliverance in the name of Jesus. A renewed heart, a renewed mind. Being reconciled to God. Faith and revelation. And living out of your spirit man in Jesus' name. Father, recalibrate each one of us in this room right now. Recalibrate us to your will and to your ways. Calibrate us to your heart, to your spirit. Oh God. We call upon you to save us. We call upon you to heal us. We call upon you to deliver us, almighty God. For you are our King, and you are our Lord, and you are our Savior. And we bless your holy name, oh God. We bless your name, and we thank you, Lord. We thank you for your power and your presence. We thank you for knowledge of God that surpasses understanding. The peace of God be with you, my sister. The peace of God out of your belly would flow the rivers of living water. Out of your belly would flow the river of peace. 
that would flood your entire body and your mind. Go ahead and receive it right now. Just let the Holy Spirit fill you and wash over you and bubble out of you. Let his supernatural peace just breathe out all your anxiety. Breathe out all of your worry. Breathe out all of those cares. Just give them all to God in the name of Jesus. And let supernatural peace come to you and tend your soul like a river in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Come on, Alice, sing it. Come on.